survive and thrive. This is a podcast that brings you stories and perspectives on how leaders and organizations can not only transform to survive, but thrive in change. I am your host and co-founder of Consinity, Jennifer Ayers. Hi, welcome back to Survive and Thrive. We're kicking off this podcast series featuring 19 stories and perspectives on how COVID-19 has created an imperative for change and what leaders and organizations are doing to respond to that change. For today's episode, our guest is Alana Moran. When I interviewed Alana, she was responsible at that time for customer relationship success at Evolve IP. She is an expert in relationship development and sales enablement. I met Alana many years ago and recently reconnected only to discover that the company at the time that she was working for's mission was to quote unquote make work better. And recently, I myself was reading an article that was published by them in the Philadelphia Business Journal that basically was about the future of work being from anywhere. So not just remote, but anywhere. And I was curious to hear from Alana's perspective, whose role at the company at the time was to help clients make work better, where the future of work was going, and how COVID has accelerated this imperative. I know, I think the future of work is such an interesting topic. I recently read The Future Leader by Jacob Morgan, and he has some interesting perspectives in general about what the future workforce needs with regards to purpose and meaning, and I write myself more about that in my own blog, but there are some very practical considerations that so many companies stumbled very hard into with this pandemic, and that was about having the flexibility to connect virtually. It would seem as if we would already have accelerated this process because of our global interconnectedness. However, as we've discovered, going virtual wasn't on everybody's technical roadmap, at least not really to be ready for this type of work arrangement. Well, COVID-19 has certainly fast-tracked that digital enablement time for those companies. Bernard Marr wrote in Forbes back in March that, quote, those companies able to use technology well to keep going and rethink their business model for the future by fast-tracking digital transformation will be the one ahead of their competition. So let's explore that a little. First, let's get a little bit more background on Alana. And although she's now with Talend, in this interview, she shares her role at Evolve IP. I've been with Evolve IP, it's a a total of seven years. I actually was with them when they were a startup and I left to have my second child, do other things. And I came back about three years ago. So I've been in customer success, account management, sales roles for, you know, the past 12 plus years. And Evolve IP is, you know, we're a cloud technology company. We started to do a pivot for, you know, what we were focusing our solutions on. And it happened late last year. So it's definitely very timely. And it was to embrace, you know, more of the enablement of your um, clients, your employees, 
using, you know, Teams, which is very similar to Zoom, and other tools that allow people to, to really work anywhere and to collaborate. We sort of saw where businesses were going, and that was needing that collaboration software, needing the ability to enable employees to use Slack, for example, and other tools like that, that really we saw was creating what we termed shadow IT, because it was like the IT people, it's not something that they knew, you know, that they set up for the employees, but that the employees were using. So how do you manage that? We can sort of get into that a little bit further with the big pivot that everyone took with COVID. In the beginning of 2020, Evolve IP had heard rumblings from their clients who began to feel nervous over something in the horizon. A large client of theirs out of New York City with employees in China signed on for Evolve IP's virtual desktop solution months before the lockdown. We had a sort of an all-hands-on-deck meeting, and it was on um, March 12th, where we all sat down and said, you know, we're getting these requests to add 50 new virtual desktops, which that does take some resources. So we have to really strategize. And that's just an example. Everyone, you know, there's 15 people on the team. Everyone was getting these requests. And it was like, let's sit down. We need to strategize and figure out what we're going to do. And our CEO came into the meeting and by chance he had family in Italy and he was like, it's coming. Like, I I just, I really think that we're going to be in lockdown soon. So we really need to get focused, figure out what our game plan is, all be on the same page. With news of lockdown approaching, they quickly came up with new services and terms under COVID. It's funny looking back, you know, we all we were frantic to get a plan in place and thinking, oh, this will be like two to three months. But, you know, here we are eight months later. So I just think it was it was interesting the way that it all sort of occurred. Uh, you know, everyone, it was definitely like we all need to get together, come up with a plan, reach out to all of our clients. Alana and her coworkers not only had anxieties of their own, but they've tried to quell the fears of their clients, who were turning to them for solutions. Soon, they were scrambling to virtually onboard companies of over 600 employees in just one day. Though this time was stressful, Alana says, It was good how it worked out. It was definitely nerve-wracking, but um, I think just having a plan and having everyone work together, um, it, it did work out. Every client had a variety of requests, and Alana and her coworkers had to tailor each plan to fit the needs of the company. Additionally, her New York and Philadelphia clients needed to go virtual in March, while her Florida and Midwestern clients onboarded later. So it's almost like it went across the country in waves. So our clients, they were responding in waves. So we've had to to be available, to kind of be there for those waves. While Alana had been working at Evolve IP at that time for years, this was the first time every company needed to pivot to go virtual and do it overnight. It was a crash course for the clients, but her team had prepared themselves. I think just 
having our own team utilizing it and knowing about it and, you know, trying to educate the clients about it prior to this. And then this is really the turning point for, okay, this is why you need these services. You know, so it's like, oh, the cloud's great, you know, blah, blah, blah in perhaps November of last year. But then you see, okay, this, this is why it matters. You know, you can't necessarily go into your office, fire up your PC. You know, you need to be able to do that from your home and access all of your critical data. So I think just our team having the familiarity with the solution, using it, educating our clients about it. And then when everything sort of hit the fan, then it's like, okay, you know, now it's, it's go time. You know, now we really do mm-hmm. need to right and and get everyone up and running and and show them this is why it's important despite the novelty of covid there was already the notion that business would eventually become more and more virtual covid however has accelerated this progression lockdown forced a situation in which most companies had to put in place structures that allowed them to operate online while some employees may dislike virtual work Others have grown to prefer it, begging an important question, not of when people return to the office, but why should they? Though forced into existence, the option of work from anywhere is slowly growing in popularity and impossibility. In order to run smoothly, companies need to accept that virtual work presents new opportunities, but also extra considerations. I would say they need to sort of figure out what their collaboration strategy is. You know, what are they looking to say they're going to be continuing to work from home? Are they going to have meetings, you know, video meetings? Is chat important? Like, what's the way that the team is going to collaborate and communicate? You know, that's a big thing. Also, how are they going to access their, their critical information that they need. You know, so are they using virtual desktops? Do they need VPNs? What's the security that they need and require? I think that there's a lot to think about, but I also think that, you know, there's a way to do it simply, you know, like from a single portal, you can get it from any device. And that's a lot of what Evolve IP does provide. Alana touches on the fact that managing and monitoring work virtually doesn't need to be complicated. The idea of remote work being simple may sound unrealistic, especially for those of us who've had to sit through Zoom glitches, individuals who don't know when to mute or unmute, as well as the chaos of home life interfering with work life. However, it is important to remember that everyone who worked remotely did so under extreme circumstances when schools were also shut down, when we were advised not to leave our homes, and especially when employers and employees alike were trying to learn new skills all at the same time. Essentially, businesses didn't have any time to put together a clear plan of action back in the spring. And while we cannot know or predict the future, we can now build a plan. Alana says, What we've seen is, you know, having a simple collaboration tool, 
having a simple way to connect to, you know, your active directory so you can get the information that you need quickly and securely and just kind of going from there. Now that we've learned the hard way how to function online, the next question really is, can we sustain it? Alana and I move on to the topic of culture. More specifically, if culture can support a virtual operated company. Alana recounts the experience of clients with more traditional culture during COVID-19. With COVID, you really had to embrace a lot of the, like the cutting edge, what was seen as cutting edge prior. You know, with chat, there may be some employees that really didn't want to do that before, but Mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. it's something that they have to do. So I think it, it sort of forced the hand of culture. An office space provides more than just a setting for a business. It brings together employees. It holds anything from a workspace to meetings to work events and parties. An office grounds a company or a branch in a specific location. If a company is operating solely online, will employees be able to find an office space? Will they be able to gather together or where will they? More importantly, does virtual work render culture obsolete? We'll explore more of that in one of my other interviews with Stephen Van Valen, CEO of Culturology. However, Alana believes that you can maintain office culture. And services like Zoom and Microsoft Teams help, and there's Slack for chatting or breakout rooms for private discussions. And while it's not the same as an in-person meeting, with video and text, you can still see, hear, and correspond with other coworkers. We just need to make more of an effort to do so. There are also services that are launching virtually to create more fun for teams like virtual escape rooms. I just participated in one recently. And I'm planning a live customer cocktail class and virtual mixology event with a friend that I know, Erin Petrie, who's a cocktail coach as one of her many talents. Anyway, in being on the front line of onboarding companies to remote work, I asked Alana what she's learned from her incredibly unique position in an already unprecedented situation. To see certain people who maybe didn't have the the title of leader step up to the plate and really, you know, just lead by their example. I think that was actually one of the, the really like the neat parts of this, like not to say, you know, I do think that there's, there's obviously there's lessons to be learned from what we've all gone through collectively. But that was one of the things that really stood out to me. However, there wasn't just success all around. She also witnessed leaders in different companies fold under the immense pressure. To Alana, this crumbling was understandable. We were, and still are, going through a public crisis. And in that stress, some will rise to the occasion while others will fall. Overall, however, she was most astounded by this. Seeing, like, resilience, both like personal resilience. And I think that goes back to the people who surprised me as being the natural leaders, having that resilience, you know, just kind of leading by example with their own gratitude and positivity. And then also, you know, business resilience, 
like some clients that perhaps they sort of planned for this and it was yeah. sort of like a, a fluke thing. Ironically, one of her clients ran a pandemic practice test last fall and found themselves prepared when their theoretical stress became a reality months later. One of the best things I thought Alana pointed out was gratitude and resilience. In these stressful times, it's easier now more than ever to be pessimistic and negative. However, I think that if we can all dig deep and focus on who and what we love, we can rise to be natural leaders who can also then thrive. I want to just bring our focus back for a moment to companies who are still struggling to survive remotely. While some may have already put practices in place that have allowed for smoother transition, others had to do a complete overhaul of how they operate and may still be struggling. Alana believes that if a business is still trying to get the hang of virtual work, start small and build up. She encourages companies to look at the platforms they're already using. Sort of a separate conversation, but I would focus mostly on the collaboration, you know, how employees are working together and just sort of trying to get like a continuity plan put together for that. Say a company now has successfully adapted into the current situation, as many have, but is still not sure how to thrive. As this pandemic continues to threaten businesses, that feeling of limbo that we were in has started to be replaced by acceptance that this is the new normal. This rough patch for many businesses is looking less like something they just need to live through and more like something they need to learn how to live within. Is it even possible to do so? I asked Alana what she had to say about thriving in a pandemic. The first area she points to is communication. It's imperative above all to communicate with your employees frequently and honestly. Additionally, she suggests utilizing the technology we now have in place to keep the connections. Alana stresses the importance of having a game plan for this time as well as remembering to check in on each other and offer compassion and patience. A business can only excel if its employees are doing okay. Empathy is key. She believes in valuing mental health at this time. In finishing up our interview, I asked if she had any thoughts that she would like to bring up or reiterate. The gratitude and the resilience and just, you know, how that has helped people sort of rise to the occasion of leadership. I think that's important. And just companies like being aware of the tools that are out there and how to leverage them best for this new world. If you'd like to get in touch with Alana, Alana is now a senior customer success manager at Talent. You can contact her via email at amoran at talent.com. That's A M. O-R-A-N at Taland, T-A-L-E-N-D dot com. She can also be reached at 484-802-0634. You may want to mention that you heard about her through our podcast. Well, thank you everyone for listening and joining this episode of our Survive and Thrive podcast. Remember, 
At Consinity, we empower the conscious leader to realize positive and sustainable change. Until next time, don't just survive, but thrive. Take care.